0: Hello and welcome to The Walk Around Podcast. Our goal is to share with you the insights, the skills, the processes, and the leaders that are influencing the retail automotive landscape today. I'm one of your hosts, Danny Vendrell, and I'm running solo today. Um, And for this episode, we had the chance to sit down with Jesse Itzler. Now, if you don't know Jesse, he's a serial entrepreneur. He is a co-owner of the Atlanta Hawks. He's a New York Times bestselling author, so this is a can't miss episode. And He talks about how to get the most out of your life professionally and personally by building your life resume. So let's take a walk around with Jesse Itzler. So Jesse Itzler, thank you so much for taking the time to My sit pleasure. with us. My um, pleasure. For those of you that don't know Jesse, Um, So many amazing things that you've been able to do in your life, whether that be the astounding rap career, um, Zico Coconut Water, Marquee Jets, um, part owner of the Hawks. It's just it's amazing what you've been able to do. Could you give us just a little bit of um, an overview of kind of your journey? What got you to where you are today?
1: Absolutely. Uh, I had a very unconventional journey. I started out in the music business. I was signed as a rapper, believe it or not. I know that sounds crazy, but I was in the 90s. Uh, And then I had a private jet company called Marquee Jet, which we sold to uh, Warren Buffett's Net Jets, Berkshire Hathaway's Net Jets. Two people have probably heard of him. Yeah, and then I had a coconut water company, so a serial entrepreneur called Zico. We sold it to Coca-Cola, had a lot of failures too. Uh, I don't know how much time you have for those, Danny. (laughs) Uh, I'm a dad, four kids. I'm an ultra, uh, and like to run ultra marathons. And um, I live in Atlanta.
0: Yeah, so what kept you going? Because like, I can imagine scenarios like that. You've had such big successes. After Marquee Jet, you could have said, all right, I'm gonna travel the world yeah. and just take my time and, and, and do anything I want. But then you went on to the next thing, and then you went on to the next thing. How do you kind of motivate yourself and, and continue to grow to that next big thing?
1: I'm just a big believer in building your life resume more than your traditional resume. So when I get something done, I might celebrate it for a day, but it's really check the box and look for the next thing. Mm. I don't like to like live in the past. And so I really look through the front windshield and that's what drives me. I mean, I think when I'm older, I don't wanna look back and be like I was the 80% version of myself. Mm. I wanna be like I've milked every nook and cranny out of my existence. So that's how I live. And I, you know, I don't really, um, I don't dilly-dally, I don't waste time. And, you know I try to be super efficient with my time and I uh, have a lot of respect for time and and um, and balanced. you know, I have four buckets in my life. I have my family, my wellness, my business, and then things that are important to me like charity or my friends. But if something doesn't fit into one of those four buckets, I really don't do it anymore. Like in my 20s, I would take I would waste a lot of time chasing. I have those those that's what's important to me. So yeah. at this stage, It's about putting as much of what I love to do on my plate with the people I love to do them with. Mm.
0: And that's hard because I feel like today there's so many more things that compete for our time, whether that be the Netflix, the Disney Plus, the HBO, there's so much more access that we have, things that compete for our time and our energy and our attention, but what are the things that are kind of the most important? And for you, that's the four buckets, and I think that's a great way to think about it. for for the listeners someone that say they they run a dealership they own a dealership or they're aspiring to kind of grow their career how do you think about how did you get to that four bucket process where you had you know this is all my list of all the things that are my priorities how do you kind of hone in on and understand the things that are
1: important to you i think it's a i think you have to be in tune with your gut and i think i think that the only way to really be in tune with your gut is to spend time alone so for me, I'm a runner. I've been running, let's just say an hour a day for I don't even know how many years, 30 years or something, 40 years? I don't even know. That's a commitment right there. It's a commitment. It's part of my lifestyle. Mm-hmm. It's not even a commitment. It's automatic. Mm. And um that's my alone time. And without that, you know, it's easy to listen to people's opinion and TV and get influenced, but I'm really trying to be in tune with my gut. So that took me to like, what do I like to do? What, 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 humans are very simple. We all want one thing. We want to feel good. Mm. And those buckets make me feel good. And you know, wasting time or doing, you know, stuff that doesn't, isn't fulfilling for me. And again, I'm 51. So it's a little bit different for me Um, than I, maybe when I was in my twenties, it was different. But at this stage, that's what's important. As you evolve and as you grow, your life system has to change and evolve and grow. Mm. So when I was 20, when I, how old are you, Danny?
0: I'm 26. All right,
1: when I was 26, I was having dinner at 11 o'clock at night, you know, like, and now I have dinner at 5.30. Mm. My life is different. So it just, you evolve. And if you don't evolve, you're, you're just not growing. And you know, who wants that?
0: Right. How do you take that first step? Like say for someone that's inspired or motivated, like they watch, they, say they read one of your books, so they, they watch, a video of you or podcast of you, and they're inspired to, to, all right, I'm gonna wrap my arms around this and really commit to something and change my mindset. What does step one look like?
1: I think for people that are stuck or feel overwhelmed, it's small wins, just creating small wins because it it creates momentum. Uh, For people that aren't stuck, I think, you know, for me, one of the things that I did that's been amazing, it's been an amazing gift. And everyone, when I tell them I do this, they say, oh, you must have a team of nannies, or I can't, you know, but I, I don't. I've been doing it since I'm 21. I've always taken a couple of hours a day for me, and it's made me a better employee, employer, employee, mm-hmm. partner, because if I can do the things that I wanna do and, 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 and check that box, then I'm not gonna resent, have any resentment towards my wife or whatever, anybody. Um, and it allows me to be really present because I'm not rushing to do a run, you know, I've already done that. Mm-hmm. So now I can talk to you, Danny, as long as you want to talk. Right. So I try to do things, put myself first, an hour or two a day. Yeah. And I think, you know, if that means getting up, if you get up an hour earlier for the next uh, 30 years, let's say, you're, so from now until your mid 50s, you'll add 10,000 hours of time that you wouldn't have had. You can get a lot done in 10,000 hours. Mm. If you take three hours a day, like I've been doing since I'm 21 till you're 71, you get um, 55,000 uh, hours, no, no. Yes, 55,000 hours. Right. That's six years of, if I'm doing my math wrong, you know, <laughs> you know but I'm pretty sure it's 55,000 hours. 55,000 hours roughly, which is like six and a half years. Factor, not even factoring in sleep, of bonus time. Mm. So for me, having done that, and I do do it, I feel like I'm 210 years old. Like I've done so much, Mm. not because I'm good at it, just because I've been able to carve out that time because it's important to me. So I've had literally all all of like seven bonus years of time. If you factor in sleep, like 10 bonus years. Mm -hmm. So that's, you know, like I feel like I'm 250 years old in experiences.
0: Right. Um, you know, I had the chance to listen to you last year talk that you did and you talked about just building good habits. And something for me that I got out of that was I just started reading more. And so I've become kind of a little bit of a bookworm and last year I read 45 books and this year I'm trying to up that game. And one of the books that I read was a book called Atomic Habits by a guy named James Clear. And he talked about how you make habits attractive so that you want to, to you know, put that, your tennis shoes on in the morning and do that 10 mile run or whatever that is. How do you approach kind of building healthy habits and, and and little things that get you, you know, point A is this, point, A, point B is this. It might be 10 little things that get you there versus that kind of big mountain that you have to climb.
1: So I operate by trial and error. I see what works for me and I, I stick with what works and I throw out what doesn't. I think Gandhi said it best when he said like, you know, live like you're gonna die tomorrow, learn like you're gonna live forever. Mm. So I like learning. I like new things, I like trying new habits. And once I get something that, that works, I stick with it. And when I don't, I throw it out. So like for me, what does that look like? I'll give you like a really important one in my life. When I was younger than you, when I was 21, I started only eating fruit until 12 noon. And I've done it unwaveringly for the last 30 years. And I, it started with a 10-day test to see how I would feel because I read it in a book. Mm-hmm. And um, and I stuck with it. If it didn't work, I would have so that I don't I don't believe what I read. I believe what I try and like, you mm-hmm. know.
0: Yeah, for sure. There's and you know, for us in kind of our industry and our sector and automotive, everything is kind of evolving and expanding so quickly. Um, you know, we look at the Amazons of the world and the Netflix of the world, and people, when it comes to buying a car, they can, you know. Everything that's in their life right now is one click, okay, it's on my doorstep in a few hours or in a couple days. When you look at buying a car, it's such a process and such a stressor and it's one of the biggest things that people buy yes. um, in their life. Right. I think there's a stat out there that people only buy like five cars on average. People buy five or six cars in their whole life. So now right. you've got five or six touch points that for a dealer listening, that you have the opportunity to make a relationship with someone. Um, and you talk a lot about that, about how you really aim to elevate the relationship that you have with the people that choose to do business with you.
1: Would you be able to kind of double click on that a little bit? Yeah, I mean, I just I, it's authentic to me. It just I, I'm I love people. Yeah. Uh, I like it's important. I've made an effort to stay in touch with customers, not because there's a new car on the market or because a new style came in. Because that feels like, hey, he's calling me to do it. I, I just—it's just part of my routine. I actually carve out. I write, you know, twenty-five letters a month. I'm staying. In, I'm texting people. I'm constantly—that's my network, and I invest a lot to stay current with them. Right. Because then you have permission to reach out at any time. So that's really important to me, mm-hmm. and I built my whole career around that. You know, um, getting people to root for me. Um, Yeah, Yeah, it's really important.
0: And you've done a lot. And so it shows that there's what a value in making connections like that. It's so much deeper than just kind of that sign on the dotted line on day one of a relationship. Yeah. And if you
1: can find that one person that can give you four or five referrals and you can grow your business. I mean, everybody knows this, but there's an art to that. Mm. And... I think it's important to play the position, play your, the position that you play. Like not everyone can play shortstop, so if you're quirky, be quirky. If you're, you know, a, a single mom, be a single mom. And I just think that's a really important thing. And I think, oh, I don't know what it's like with the dealers, but I'm sure there's a playbook that we follow, mm-hmm. and there's some some success. But at the same time, there's value in ripping up the playbook and being like, like if they didn't tell me how to do this, how would I do it? Mm. And how would I go about, you know? keeping my customers or asking for referrals. Right. Um, and very often that's where innovation comes from. Mm-hmm.
0: So let's take a step back. So for you, you've kind of had to, in, you innovated really with the Marquee Jet, that was a new thing, and so the, the, the audience of people that were looking for a service like that, they said, yes, we, we're we down for that. And right. it showed with, with the success that you had. And then with Zico and, and all the other things and, and this kind of engaging community that you've built with the Build Your Life resume, how do you approach a process like that? Like, I'm sure you didn't go to school for Zico coconut water building of, of, a, of, a, of a company or yeah. building a, a jet company. How do you approach a new challenge where you're in a new place, processes, things might be different,
1: you have to learn new things. What's kind of your, your approach? First of all, I think everybody is uh, is an idea away from a million dollar idea. Mm. And everyone might even have a million dollar idea. It's just, do they act on it? Um, you know, I, I I go in and out of this process, but I just make myself really aware. Like I'll—I mean, it might sound a little hokey, but I ask for the order, man. I, you know, like I'm in—I'm looking for something, and I'll—I'll—I'll I'll, I'll say it out loud. Yeah. So my bot, my my, I'm I'm all in on looking for a new idea. The creative process is funny, you know, because it's not like. You're wired for creativity, at least I'm not, creativity all the time. But when I'm in a zone, I'll stay in the zone. Mm. If I'm in a sales zone, I won't leave the office. Like if I'm hot, for whatever reason I'm hot, right. the clothes, same clothes are coming on, same pitches <laughs> coming on. And when I'm cold, I gotta shake it up. Mm. So uh, when I get in the zone, I try to really maximize it.
0: Right, and what about, so say you're cold, you're out of the zone. How do you S- kind of pick yourself small up? Small wins,
1: Yeah. small wins. Um, you know, positive self talk, letting myself know. You know, like once you go down, the, you talk yourself out of it, you go down the spiral, it's hard to get out of this when you're spiraling. Mm. So I, I really try to stop myself from ever spiraling. I think about all the good things that I have, all the opportunity that I have. Um, I just try to keep it super positive. And of course, I have thoughts like, you know, I can't, I'm not good enough or whatever, sure. but I, I really don't give them power. I mm-hmm. don't, you know, I don't empower them by talking talking on those thoughts
0: right right for sure um, so we talked a little bit about kind of some of the successes you have and I'm sure along the way like now it's kind of that boilerplate started marquee jet sold to Warren Buffett what were some of the challenges maybe and that's an example or any of the other um, uh, successes that you've had an example of a time where there was a roadblock or there was a speed bump on the way or something that just kind of stopped you in your tracks and you had to learn through and, and have endurance in the process
1: I mean, it's happened to me almost every step of the way. I think two things. First, I wanna say is like, if you have a crisis that really stops you, crisis management 101 is getting in front of it right away. Mm. Um, so that that's that's really important. I, I, I don't look at the big picture usually. I think my brain works in two ways. The first is, I'm like again, I talked about this today, but like be where your feet are. I am, if someone would have said to me when I started Marquee Jet, you have to get, FAA approval, Department of Transportation approval, then you have to raise money, build a sales team, find customers. I'd be like, what? Yeah. I just, I was a kiddie pool attendant three years ago. <laughs> what are you talking about? But all of a sudden you find a lawyer that can navigate the FAA. And then you're like, whoa, I chopped that tree down. What's, what's next? Okay, DOT, let's go get Department of Transportation approval. And so I, like, you just kind of chip away and mm-hmm. you can't, but if I would have looked at it in total, I would have freaked out. So that's kind of step one. And step two is I always go to the end of the movie. So like I said in the speech today, like I used to walk in when I was sleeping on my friend's couches, just starting out my business journey. When I would come into the office, I'd be like, I'm a millionaire. They just haven't paid me yet. So I've always gone to like what I want and kind of worked backwards from there. Mm. That want, that goal, that movie in my head, it's, it's, it's unwavering, you know, like, the plot and script change all the time and how you get there, and these obstacles happen all the time. But I don't deviate from, we're gonna start this jet company. Mm. You know, like the, oh, the FAA approval, we'll get that. Right. Department? We gotta find someone that can get us approval. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, you know, I'm a little bit ready firing.
0: Right. You, you see what your point B is and you say, I know that that's where I'm gonna go. Yes. I'm unwavering from that. And some of the details that are in between yeah. We're going to figure it out.
1: Yeah. And then like, you know, how do you get there super fast? What's mm. the fastest way to get there? Yeah. I mean, I'm
0: always looking for speed. Yeah. in your current, um, with just with the build your life resume. Except when of, I'm running. <laughs> <laughs> right. Except for running, right. Which you've ran a hundred miles how many times? Uh, twice. So, I mean, I'm yeah. sure there's a lot that we could talk about that all day. And yeah. About what went into that, but... Um, With Build Your Life Resume and everything that you kind of got going on with that, what are some of just kind of the cool stories that you've seen, maybe some successes or or, um, how you've instilled kind of this lifestyle and this mindset into people? Any cool stories about
1: what that's looked like? Uh, Hundreds, honestly, hundreds. And that's why I'm doing it. You know, I had this coaching program. And if I wasn't getting results and getting emails and letters and DMs from people all the time, I have four kids, I wouldn't do it. I'm literally doing it for the energy I get from that. And look, I have a lot of, I've had, I'm 51. I've had a lot of life experiences. I have more, to ha- more yet to come. Mm. But the more you experience, the more you have to offer. And I feel all of these different things from running to bootstrapping businesses, to raising money, to sales, to failure, to being a dad, to watching my parents get older. They give you experiences. And, and I feel like I have a lot to offer from that. And shame on me if I don't, if I can't, if I don't, what am I going to do with it? Right. So creating a program where, you know, I can say, hey, this is how we built Marquee Jet. These are the steps that we did. This is how I parent. This is what I eat. I'm not saying you have to do it, but this is what what, what has worked well for me. Right. So that that's the benefit of it.
0: Yeah. It's kind of just a playbook that you've kind of ex- experienced by nature of just doing it.
1: Yeah. And I, I mean, you know. And I say this, I don't mean this at all like in any kind of arrogant way or whatever, but I feel really good about, you know, where I'm at. Like my dad owned the plumbing supply house when I was growing up. My mom was a teacher then raised four kids. And um, I look where I am now from where I was, you know, or even where my dad was one generation ago. And, um, you know, I'm really proud of what I've been able to do. And, and even the failures, I'm proud of trying. Right. And, um, and that's hard
0: because y- you, you could see the vision. You know point B is that's that. But then when that speed bump hits, it can feel like everything just crashed down on top yeah. of you. And having the perseverance and the commitment to, to.
1: But you have to know going in that the passion has to be around the journey mm-hmm. and not the widget. Because like, I mean, I, I like Marquee Jet. Marquee Jet was, I mean, I loved it. But the passion was around being an entrepreneur. It happened to be we were selling private time on private jets, but I loved coming into work. I loved selling. I loved the parties that we threw and, and you know, the customer retention stuff that we did. I met sure. my wife that way. Mm. Um, but it would have been the same passion if I was selling lollipops. Right. I really mean that. I just, I like challenges. i I'm a newness junkie. Uh, I'm an ad- I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm an adrenaline junkie, but I'm a newness junkie. Mm. And I love challenges. I like failing. I like winning. I like the process of going through it. Right. So, um, and look, in today's world, you can put out a coaching course or, or podcast and broadcast it and people can get this amazing information. Like when I was growing up, I would to be in the car and listen to like an A track, yeah. you know, like yeah. in the deck, yeah. to like listen to, and there weren't really any motivational tapes. Mm-hmm. There are a few, but, um, or inspiration or business. And now, you know, podcasts like yourself, Danny, where you can share, you know, and give all those in your industry insight, not just about specifically related to cars, but also just little, you know, if you, you, you gotta be good with yourself. Mm. And you know you can share that just through a microphone. Right,
0: I think that's a that's such a great mindset for all of us. Things to think about every morning. Um, if the listeners want to keep up with you and kind of watch your next crazy adventure, where can they find you? I'm just at
1: Jesse Itzler on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter. So awesome. I'm, I'm at my name. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much. for Thank the time, you, man. Jesse. I really appreciate, appreciate it. it. Yeah, it was no problem, Danny. Awesome.